It's always easier to wake up for this Mass on the weekends when daylight savings time ends than when it begins. It's amazing what a difference an hour makes in the morning. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. This is the great statement of faith of the Jewish people that we heard in the first reading today from the book of Deuteronomy. In a world in which they were surrounded by pagan religions with with numerous gods, this was quite a radical statement to say that the Lord is God, the Lord alone. And then the statement of faith is followed by the injunction to love God with all of your heart, soul, and strength. In contrast to all of the pagan religions where many of their relationship with God, the gods, was based on fear or retribution or appeasing them, here the Jewish people are saying the relationship with the true God is a relationship of love. By the time of Jesus, there was a debate in Judaism about the whole of the law and how you could sort of summarize the whole law in maybe one or two sentences. And that's where the scribe comes to Jesus today and asks him to summarize the entire law in a pithy statement. And Jesus answers with this great profession of faith of the Jewish people. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone, and that you need to love him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then Jesus adds to that the love of neighbor as yourself. We're told that this is greater than all of the ritual sacrifices of the temple, The temple was the center and the heart of the Jewish faith. So to say that this was greater than the temple was a bold statement. And we can say that because Jesus himself is the offering. Jesus himself takes the place of all of those temple offerings when he offers himself on the cross. We heard from the letter to the Hebrews in the second reading today that Jesus has a priesthood that does not pass away because he is both priest and victim. He is the one who does the offering, but he is also the sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice to God the Father. So Jesus himself shows us what perfect love of God is and what perfect love of neighbor is. He himself shows us how to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Because we find in Jesus both perfect obedience to God and sacrificial love of his brothers and sisters. So we might ask ourselves the question, How do we love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength? Since this summarizes the entirety of the moral law, it must be so important.
our heart. Our heart is the place where love resides. It's the center of who we are, the center of our being. So we might ask ourselves, what do I love? What is in my heart? Is there anything there that I love more than God, than my relationship with God? Our soul is the place where God dwells. As Christians, we believe that our souls are literally marked by Jesus Christ in our baptisms. So is our soul a place that is pure, that is clean, that is ready and able to have God dwell there? Do we wash our souls clean in the sacrament of reconciliation to make them a home, a temple for God? Our minds, our our intellectual faculty, our ability to think and to reason, we are made in the image and likeness of God. and, And one of the ways that we are in God's image and likeness is that we are able to think and reason and use our mental faculty. So do we use our mental abilities to contemplate the things of God, to learn about him, to read the scriptures, his word, to study the faith. The faith is a tremendous treasure, and we can't stop studying it when we graduate from the eighth grade or graduate from Catholic high school. The faith is a treasure that needs to be explored by this gift that God has given us to use our minds. And finally, our strength. Our strength is our commitment, our our energy, our effort. Is all of that directed to God? Or does he just sort of get 60 minutes of our time on Sunday? Or 45 if you come to this Mass? Is he the object of our commitment, our strength, our energy? And then Jesus tells us to love our neighbor as ourselves. And we do that as Jesus loves, which is sacrificially. Jesus said, no greater love there is than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus lays down his life for us. So to love our neighbor as ourselves is to lay down our lives for them. And it's so kind of easier to do that when we know who our neighbors are, so our spouse, our children, our parents as, as they age, those who are kind of closest to us. We, we certainly are willing to lay down our lives for them. And it might be hard from time to time, but, but we do it. But is it easy to lay down our lives for people that we don't like? or that irritate us in some way. They too are our neighbors. God loves them in a very particular and personal way. And we have to love them because God loves them. Yes, they may bother me by certain things that they do, but that doesn't mean that they're not unworthy of the love that God has for them and that I should have for them. We know That being a follower of Jesus, a disciple, is a higher calling. 
to love God above all things and our neighbor as ourselves is to act differently than 99% of the world, to move beyond what's comfortable, where I'm contented. It's really to live our Christian lives in a radical way. And as Jesus tells the scribe, when we do this, we are not far from the kingdom of God.